International. I was uh, I was browsing the memes this morning, and I thought, how can I become a better person? How can these words I'm reading, these block letters on the top and bottom of a picture, help me improve my life? How can this picture of Kermit the Frog sipping an iced tea change the way we live? How can this meme that says, quote-unquote, your podcast doesn't even really have millennials on it most of the time, but that's none of my business, be the change I wish to see in the world? Anybody? Email your answers to ryanhasapodcast at gmail.com. My name is Ryan. I was a teen in the 90s. I am not a millennial. Most of my guests are. If it doesn't fit, you must equip. Oh, <laughs> This is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the Millennials. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Shalom. Aloha. Assalamualaikum. That is the greeting that we like to work with here. Thanks for joining us again this week. Fantastic guest. So happy to see this guy. I mean, I could go on and on with the intro, but let's just get right to it. Sean is with us. Sean, how the hell are you? How are you? How's it going? It's going pretty well, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm hanging in. I'm having a good time. I'm here in beautiful Austin, Texas. It is It is a beautiful city. It's are you enjoying city. it? I am. It's funny because right now it's really cold for you guys, but we're from New York and that's not a big deal for us. Right. It's not. So all over your news, they're like, it's an Arctic blast. Yeah. Can you take it outside? <laughs> Hide your children. It's an Arctic blast. Well, and I, I post is something the other day about how everybody's freaking out that it's 45 degrees yeah. and, and everybody in Austin jumped down my throat. They were like, fuck you, New Yorker. Why don't you take it back to the Northeast? And then there I am with my winter coat on later that night. Like, Absolutely. it's cold. It's oh, no, cold. it got pretty bad. But yeah. the when I was watching the news story about it, they were literally telling people what they can do for outside their houses to cover their, their hoses and oh, so things oh, don't yeah. freeze over. <laughs> and then I go, wow, this is going to be really bad. And then they were yeah. like, okay, so tomorrow, 48 degrees. Right. And I go, yeah, that's, that's nothing. We're just... We're that's just nothing. We're biding our time till we can uncover our hoses again. Yeah, that's <laughs> springtime in New York. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's when people start wearing tank tops. Yeah, you get some boobies out there. Now, Sean, I want to ask you something because I feel like your input could be very valuable here, all right? Okay. This has been a. It might be the first time my input's ever been valuable, it's, but go ahead. It could be the first, won't be the last, <laughs> but uh, fairly, uh, a hotly contested debate taken part around here recently. Mm hmm. Uh, this could lead to the next civil war. I don't know, but, uh, I need to ask you yellow mustard on a hamburger. Yay or nay? Nay. Nay, right? Nay, yeah. And, I, and, and, and can you elaborate a little bit? Well, here's the thing. I don't put, I'm probably a bad person to ask about this because I don't put condiments on my hamburgers. You don't? I, I put, I'll put barbecue sauce on a hamburger. Well, that's a condiment. That's a condiment, yeah. So I'll put yeah. barbecue sauce, but I will not put, I don't put ketchup even on a hamburger. But what I usually think of on a hamburger is I think of ketchup, not mustard. No, right. I'm not a big mustard fan. And one time, I'll tell you, one time I had to do this, like ta these guys were taping like a, a sizzle 
reel for a show, mm-hmm. and they were trying to find like the best burger in New York or something like that. And they gave me a burger with mustard on it, and I was it was disgusting. Yeah, yeah it's I'm horrible. Not, no, it's disgusting. It's a sin. So I am big nay on that one. Is that a big trend down here? Well, okay. Or is that well, usually a trend with all across the country? What I'm noticing <laughs> is regionally there are people that embrace the yellow mustard on the beef patty, and then you know there are other people who think it's a freaking crime against humanity. And I happen to fall into that latter one. Yeah, I don't get that yellow mustard away from me. I realize I'm not a mustard guy. I think that's also yeah. that feeds into it. I'm not a mustard guy. Well, you I just what? watched you eat plain tacos. Yeah, you just got a taco in Austin. I and eat you, like it yeah. was just meat and tortilla. Yeah, <laughs> I, you're, you're outing me right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like everybody hates when I do. I'm like I eat like I'm four years old. I eat like yeah. <laughs> I eat like I'm literally like a fourth grader and yeah. I'm on a, I'm by myself for the weekend. Well, so what? Uh, that's insane. Like what? Like uh, it's not insane, but it's, it's just unusual. It's very unusual, and I've talked about it before, but <clears throat> it's a. I think it's a textural thing. My sister thinks it's a textural thing. Right. So, because it's very consistent. Because yeah. literally, like I'm, I despise mayo, and a lot of people don't like mayo. But sure. I've literally done the thing where I've eaten a sandwich that I thought didn't have mayo on it, mm-hmm. and then literally midway through the sandwich, I realized it had mayo on it, and I threw away the other half of the oh sandwich. Oh my God. I've had, and I had no problem with the first half of the sandwich. I ate it, no problem. I was like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. But then I realized there was mayo on it, and I went, boop, and I just chucked it. So what's your, uh, what's your Achilles then? Is it, is it mostly it's like mushy, snacks? It's mushy stuff. Oh, oh you mushy. mean oh, you mean what unhealthy stuff do yeah, I like, or, it, or the reason that I'm playing? Well, I mean, if you, yeah, right. If you're not loading up all your all your <clears throat> sandwiches and your burgers and hot dogs and whatnot. Oh, yeah. It used to be soda. Soda was the big thing. So literally, I... For the longest time, whatever I was eating, I was eating just so I could have soda with it to pair with soda. Like I just, I would eat like fried chicken just to have like soda with it because it goes so well. <laughs> right, or right. pizza and fried and uh, uh, pizza and soda. Yeah. So soda was like my Achilles heel. I Sense, stopped drinking in July. Like a pattern here. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm gonna die soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we that is, yeah, yeah. This is an intervention, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. I told her it was but, a podcast, but these mics aren't on right it's now. It's Dr. Ryan. That's yeah. right. I. Uh, but when it comes to the plain stuff. <clears throat> the reason that comes to my sister's the same way. Uh, she's even worse than I am with what she eats. Like I'll eat certain things. I'll eat fish. I'll eat. I won't eat sushi. I've tried to eat sushi many times. Yeah. Um, Why is decision? Eat, by the way. Uh, why won't I eat sushi? No, I said wise decision. Why you don't like sushi? I I read an article once, and I I usually keep this information to myself. But the grade of fish that is used for most sushi joints. Contains all sorts of bacteria, really? and worms, and I feel like I'm. Not well, now I'm definitely not going to eat I'm it. I'm spreading gospel. I'm helping people now. This is Dr. Ryan. This is Dr. Ryan. You got to yeah. avoid that shit. But oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I yeah, thought it gross. was kind of healthy for you. Because uh, it's fish. Because it's fish. Yeah, yeah. Because sushi, everybody loves sushi, and I've tried it so many times. The mushiness and the rawness of the sushi is why I don't like it. Yeah. So like I, my first time that I came to Austin, I wasn't for comedy. I came for like a wedding, mm-hmm. and I had guacamole. I had a little dab of guacamole, and I didn't like it because, and it doesn't. Even Taste like much, yeah. but I didn't like it because it was so mushy. mushy. And nasty. You don't yeah. like that mushy. I don't like that mushy gelatinous. Yeah. You like crunch. I, I like crunch. You're yeah. a crunch guy. Exactly. So I'll put bacon on stuff. Okay. Barbecue sauce I like, which is weird because I don't like ketchup, but I like barbecue sauce. Yeah. And there's ketchup in barbecue sauce. That's yeah. kind of odd. Sure. Yeah. Well, they make it with Dr Pepper out yeah. here in some places. Oh, do they? Oh yeah. Oh, but barbecue sauce? Sure. I've had that. That's that that pretty interesting. I've had root beer barbecue sauce. You remember mm-hmm. that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I've had a Dr Pepper one, a root beer one. Yeah. And it comes from my childhood. Like I, I was not forced to. I wish I was forced to eat more stuff yeah. when I was a kid. Like my dad had some of the same issues. I think so. He didn't force us to have like. 
put like I don't uh, dude I don't put milk in my cereal I don't put uh, syrup on my pancakes what? yeah it's like it's like bad it's yeah. a really bad what is thing this? I've gotten better where I started eating like Brussels sprouts and stuff and dude, I started you're like, scrambling my circuits right isn't now. this crazy I can't I even wrap my head around I this. know people like get violently mad at me when I tell them this. <laughs> they want to they want to fucking kill me when I tell them this. the, the syrup on the pancakes I just, one? I, just, I just jumped across the table right now but I realized <laughs> yeah. I'm much smaller you're str- than you you're gonna yeah. make memes about it I'm gonna yeah. make memes about all this stuff that's insane and you know what it's not for a lack of curiosity I feel like you've tried it before but you were just like not for me um yeah i've tried most things you name it i pro- i've probably tried it for the most part i tried oysters once oh, um God. if you don't like that texture it, i don't yeah it's it's disgusting first off i don't get this is what i don't get i think sometimes people are lying when they say they like these things okay i'll tell you why because oysters oysters all they taste like is salt is salt water that's all they <laughs> right is that i'm thinking of oysters right yeah, yeah all they taste like is salt water and people go yeah you got to put the sauce you put I go, the sauce in yeah that's the sauce just do the sauce so- just, just do the sauce. sauce. Eat the sauce. Yeah, yeah why are you eating? You don't need the oyster. You don't need to eat yeah. the, 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 the cum of the ocean. The, uh... you know, you know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't want to get too blue on your podcast. No, get blue. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you don't need that. Like, why do you need that little gross thing on yeah, top of ocean it? Ocean boogers. Yeah, ocean boogers. Yeah, yeah why do you yeah, need yeah. that? Just eat the sauce straight well, it's, up it's in a, a jar. Just uh, down the sauce. <laughs> enough, a... enough of this, like, how you're a foodie because you eat this gross <laughs> amoeba looking thing. <laughs> Inside a inside an oyster shell, they are delicious. I gotta say, they're not delicious. You know, they are. All right, all right very here, tasty. I'm gonna challenge you right now. Go what, what describe to me why are they delicious? The taste of an oyster. Why is it delicious? It's it's more okay. So I'm gonna come off like a, a, a pretentious asshole. You right see, now. They, here comes the foodie. Here, here comes the foodie. It's more than just throwing something in your mouth. It's the experience. It's the way it's delivered on the tray. It's the way it's shucked fresh for you. It's it takes you to that that rowboat, that Ernest Hemingway experience in the middle of the water. I'm leaving your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? And are you, RG? I'm, uh, not, uh, Ryan, I'm not joking. Ryan, you are from Staten Island. Will you stop with this? Listen. Li- Will you stop I, with your literary painting a picture with you words? Get, you didn't eat it right. What you do is you put the little fork in. You have to close your eyes. Close and, my eyes? And, and feel the breeze against your face. I don't want to close my eyes with and a then, fork in my hand. And then what you do is you listen to someone recite poetry. <laughs> and, then, and, and then you eat some oysters and that's how you do it you were doing it wrong no I, I did it I did it here's the thing I was no I did it right I was yeah. in Miami we, <laughs> we had I went that's a big oyster place I was yeah. in Miami There was. I was at a fancy restaurant I went with a bunch of people that were like into oysters mm-hmm. I did it right and I yeah. still defy you to you tell get. me why it's good <laughs> you told me you didn't mention the taste once when you just described the experience uh, of oysters know, it's salty uh, it's the sauce it's, uh, yeah, yeah exactly it's, it's a vehicle it's for the water. sauce you know, what I, you know what I like oysters I just put a uh, a burger on top of the oyster and I have <laughs> that's how I eat my oysters I just, sprinkle a little yeah, Doritos on yeah, top yeah exactly yeah, why not I take Cheetos I have a Cheeto sauce that yeah. I use <laughs> yeah oh. Sean's Cheeto sauce <laughs> recipe Give me the, write that down for me yeah right uh, me and Sean were cut from a similar cloth we're, we're two suburban New York boys right you grew that's up in correct. Long Island I grew up in Long Island yeah. I grew up in Staten Island I grew up right near Queens I imagine our experiences are not too far apart though right I would say so Did grew up you grew up in a house I grew up in a house. Like a duplex? Was there another house attached to it? No, it was a sh- it was by itself, but the houses are super close to okay. each other. Gr- so you had I had a yard and all that kind of jazz, but yeah. it was um, but the houses are super close. Like my wife is from New Hampshire, and when she comes there, I'm like, oh, I live in. She's like, she's like, oh, I grew up in the suburbs. I'm like, so did I. And then she comes to my house. She's like, this isn't the suburbs, You're right? Right. Uh, but it is. It is. It's just New York so, suburbs. It's New York suburbs. Yeah, it's New York suburbs. Yeah, it's when where every do- every square foot is worth way more than your house and exactly. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. And yeah. Uh, it's a thirty minute train ride or bus right into the city into Manhattan exactly what did you, your parents fled uh, Queens to get it to Brooklyn my dad grew up in Flatbush Brooklyn and yeah. my mom grew up in Jersey so okay. when they got 
together. My mom, they met each other on the floor of the stock exchange. They used to, my oh, mom wow. was like a ticker tape girl. Okay. And then my dad, I think he worked in like, an, he was like an office boy kind of thing. Yeah. And then, uh, a ticker tape girl. Ticker tape girl. She sat on a stool and read that long yeah. ribbon of stock Yeah, tape? I think oh, so. Weird. Yeah, okay. I don't know what they exactly did with it. Yeah. But yeah, she, I guess she, that's what she did. Read I, it I still or, don't know what anybody does. Well, the they don't exchange. use it anymore, obviously. It's right, been right. antiquated for a while. But, and then, uh, and then what happened was they, uh, they lived in uh, Jackson Heights, Queens when my sister was born, and then they moved to Floral Park, which is right next to where I was. I grew up, and then they moved to East Meadow in Long Island, and then, and uh, then no to where, shit. yeah, and That's... then and then where I grew up, which is like Stewart Manor, Floral, Floral yeah. Park is kind of in the neighborhood. Yeah, my, my sister's in East Meadow now. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah. I used to live right near. Uh, I went to McVeigh on like uh, that's the grammar school. You know yeah, no, I don't is. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> excuse me, they, but they, uh, they definitely fled. Like my yeah. dad, he he left his house when he was like eighteen. Sure. He uh, did a bunch of odd jobs. He became a New York City cop, and then uh, there in the seventies, there was a, when the when the city was really shitty. Yeah, it was bad. There was a huge the money. The city was broke, and there was a huge layoff of cops. Oh, so wow. he got laid off. Did a bunch of more odd jobs, like taxi driver and short order cook, and then he got a job as a, a jail guard. At Rikers Island Prison. Oh man, real blue collar working. Real class, blue collar Irish man. Queens <clears throat> yeah. Long Island family. Yeah, there. but you don't. I didn't think of it that way when I was growing up. Ah, I thought it's of just it. Life, you know why? Because I went to a high school in like a rich town. I went Garden City was our backyards were technically in Garden City, so okay. they let our block go to Garden City High School. So I went to school with a bunch of rich kids. Yeah. So I was like, I guess I saw I saw the difference there, but it didn't register on me. Like right. I didn't I didn't I didn't realize like oh only when I got older and I realized how much money my parents made yeah. was I like how the fuck did they do that? How yeah. like your parents parents probably the same thing. How did they pay? How they pay for anything? Yeah, well, I mean, there were three of us, and uh, I think my parents did okay. But I mean, we're Jewish; like, we never spent money. You know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. yeah. Like, everything was. Everything, we were very resourceful. Yeah, I got two older sisters. I still wore their hand me downs. You know, uh, it was very right. awkward. It was really <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. You understand why I went into comedy? Right, you know? gotcha. There you go. That'll uh, do it. Is that how you survived high school? The sense of humor? Uh, absolutely. I was weird. I wasn't the funniest guy. In my I wasn't like class clown. You weren't. Cl were you class clown? No, nah, I was a wallflower. No. A lot yeah. of a lot of comics were not class clown. No, no. Um, um, but I definitely had a sense of humor in high school. I was really into comedy in high school. I was kind of in the middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. I got picked on a little bit, but not as bad as other people. Um, and I just kind of, I had my crew of friends that went to my high school and hung out with, and then yeah. I had I used to I was a skateboarder in high school. Did we ever talk oh, about no that? Way. No, I was I, when I was like you know seventy pounds you lighter. Can't even picture yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't. No, <laughs> no. I look like a bruiser now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was a skateboarder in high school for all, all four years of high school. So I used to hang out with these kids who didn't go to my school. Right. Uh, so that's that was most of my high school experience. And then I had like my four friends that I hung out with in high school. You got were you drinkers in high school? Did you get forties? No. Do all that thing? No, that it was thing? weird. Like I we kinda had not like a full on straight edge thing, but like yeah. that was a thing yeah. back when I was growing up. Like sure. straight edge and they put the X's on their hands. When and I was stuff. growing up too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh -huh. And but I wasn't full fledged that, but I just didn't drink. So I was like I, but it was a little bit of a rebellion thing for me it wasn't yeah. a thing of me being like I just don't drink what do I have to drink what's yeah. the big deal what, what is it because all you jocks drinking I gotta drink like it was right. like one of those kind of things yeah, yeah. but then when I became 18 <laughs> I think I had some beers and I was like alright I'll start doing I, I get this it now, now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so wait so when you were in high school I don't know about you but when I was in high school you know we used to cut out of school we used to go to the city as often as possible did you ever do that how far were you from the uh, the Long Island Railroad oh down the block I grew up down the block from the train and it was a half hour ride into the city yeah. and we used to go in all the time and we would skateboard so yeah. if it was the week 
weekends we where would go. You, where did you skateboard? We skateboard down at the Brooklyn Banks, Brooklyn Banks, the Brooklyn Banks, which okay. is uh, the the Manhattan side of the Brooklyn Bridge. That's Dumbo now. Uh, right. No, that's the Brooklyn side. Okay. This is the Manhattan side, right. and there was like a um, like a bump. There's like a like a like a hill that was like a they call it Brooklyn Banks. It was yeah. a bank, and. Uh, it was that was like a big big spot to hang out in. So like back that, in the 90s. Like, uh, it's like Chinatown practically, right? Exactly. Like it's near, right there. Near Kenmore, yep. Kenmore Street, Kenmore yeah, Street. Right there, right, right by all that, all yeah. that jazz. And uh like remember the movie Kids? Sure. All right, that whole scene is that. Okay. That's what that is. Oh, oh so we yeah. used to hang out like I know I know a bunch of people that were in that movie. Oh, like, interesting. Kind of or I did back then, you know, yeah. I through my friends. So I bumped we, into one <clears> of those. I bumped, I bumped the um the black guy who did the the penis helicopter in that movie. Was that Harold Hunter? Yeah, it was Harold yeah, Hunter. Yeah, he he's dead. He's dead now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. is Casper. Casper's dead. He's dead too. Justin uh, Pierce. They're dro- dropping like flies those kids. Yeah, and then the other kid, Telly, he showed up in The Wire. Remember he was in The Wire as a drug addict? I didn't watch The Wire. Oh, I wanted to talk about that with you. I know. I didn't yeah. watch The Wire, and I didn't okay. watch Lost. You're a huge Lost oh, guy. Oh my God! Why am I even here? Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> you're, you're my friend. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. You're right. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but I'm just curious how you know how you were. How did you sort of blend in with the cityscape at the time? Because I feel like you were a guy that would take advantage of the access to, to, to New York City. Oh, yeah. And you were around in the 90s and stuff, and you were around in the early 2000s, obviously. Yeah, the cityscape? You mean as far as, like, how did I fit in going into Manhattan? Well, like, what, what you know, uh, what were your most sought-after places when you went in? You know, like, we, we um, love to go to St. Mark's. We just talked about this before the mics were on, about how you couldn't... We, we were explicitly told, do not go to Avenue A. That is where you will get oh, mugged. Yes. That is where things will happen. Yep. We tried to buy weed once, and it was just soil. We got ripped off a few times. <laughs> so, like, uh, but you were hanging out down, like, way down. You were way out of the way. We were way down there, but that was, like, where, that was when I was in high school, and that's where we would skateboard during the daytime. When I got a little bit older, we were going and drink in, like, the West Village. So, we go to, like, Peculiar Pub and all these places. Dude, Peculiar Pub. It was great. I That's, loved it. That was everybody's first underage. Yeah, yeah, bar. yeah. That or we go to like Nevada Smiths, which is on Third Avenue. Uh, yeah, I Nevada would go there. Yeah. Uh, and then um, that was by the time I was in college. That was the more hanging out time when it was my, my friend went to Parsons, which was right around the corner from Nevada Smiths. Right. And we were still kind of skateboarding. But we would go to like Astro Place and hang out. And then at night, oh, I guess we'd, we would, we'd hang out at his dorm, which was on like 13th and, and whatever that is, 3rd Avenue. Sure. Or whatever it is. And uh, and that was where we hung out. That, that section is like like to the point where I got nostalgic for it one day. I was walking by it and yeah. I purposely walked by his dorm building. Like right. I'm talking like not even a year ago. And I like got upset like yeah. i got like like i got nostalgic yeah, for a building you well up. To, yeah. oh not well enough uh, completely but i definitely stood there and i took it in and yeah. i was just like if anybody knew what i was doing they'd be like what the fuck are you well, doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a building relax it's a very sullen man but right it still here. looks the same and i used to hang out there every every weekend when i was like 19 and 20 years old sure yeah because yeah. i went to manhattan college for a year in the bronx so that we on the weekends we would come down and hang out at the same spot so yeah. that was the section for me it was like west village at, when i got a little bit older and then like 19 and 20 it was like over by Gramercy where that where that, that area is. Right. Well, yeah. and then the East Village and tri- all that stuff wasn't there yet. I, I, I try to describe to people that Tribeca and, and Soho were not a thing yet. No, they really weren't. That happened almost a couple, few years after 9-11 happened. Well, Soho as far as like hanging out wise, but I remember Soho you, used to always be an art thing because when I was in high school, I think we went to Soho yeah. for like a field trip. There was galleries. Like, there was yeah. galleries. There was galleries there. Yeah. And all the artists lived in the yeah. lofts that are now million yeah. dollar condos. And then when I was a kid, when I was like, like I said, early 20s, which was late 90s, 
Uh, we used to hang out at like Max Fish, which is like oh, yeah. now becoming another one of the most expensive places right. in the city. Like it used well, to be ori- Hipster Bar, right. Max Fish. Well, and the, then, the original one was on what? Uh, 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 Rivington? I don't know. I know the there. one that's on Ludlow. We used to hang out the one it was on, on Ludlow. Ludlow. Right, yeah. Ludlow. And it's still there. Oh, it is? Yeah. I it thought did. it shut down and they oh, reopened it somewhere. Oh, maybe it did now. Yeah. But I remember the last time I was in there. Uh, it was like a you, you thought you worked in a Goldman Sachs like it was like yeah. a, it was like a white collar like right. douchey like whatever you want to call it like yeah. and I'm like this is so weird like I, I, 10 12 years ago it was a complete it, hipsterish type yeah, experience it was it was it was where the punks and the skaters yeah. and the misfits all yeah. hung out and yeah, uh, same thing with uh, you know the bar 7A that's on yeah. A and seven. That's the, the Crocodile Dundee bar. That's right. Yeah, uh, you know that now is is sort of it's gone to the bros. Yeah, uh, that whole section, that, that whole, whole section, that whole East Village, Lower yeah, East. The more side. expensive a place gets to live, yeah. the more I got into a fight in Max Fish once. Get out of here. I, well, I think what do you like in a? F- I've never seen you angry before. It's always drunk. It's always a drunk fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I've never been in a sober fight, which I think most people. Would I probably think that's say. most people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who like who? What psycho ever gets into like sober fights? I, right, exactly. <laughs> you have to be a very angry, dude. Yeah. Um, I was there, loaded, loaded, and I got one dude was. I was going on my way to the bathroom. I wasn't starting anything. Yeah. There was a guy in my way, and I squeezed by him, and then all loaded, he goes, when you come back, you go around the other the other Jesus side. Jesus Christ. And I went, fuck you, and I just walked to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. And then I walked back, and of course, because I was drunk, yeah. I went right next to him again, <laughs> and I literally, I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, like I did all of this. So then we got in each other's faces, and we just started yelling at each other, whatever it was. Yeah. But we were so drunk, we were just like, all right. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And then we both went back to our respective groups of friends. Right, right. right. So later in the night comes- <laughs> a, real, a real gentleman's a real quarrel. A real gentleman's quarrel. Real, yeah. Alexander Burke type yeah. situation. <laughs> uh, so then what happens is later on in the night where uh, I'm walking out, I've already forgotten about this, uh, and then I'm walking out and just by chance, I end up behind him mm-hmm. and we both end up outside at the same time and yeah. I go, oh shit, and I just punched him right in Whoa. the face. <laughs> oh, you sucker punched him. <laughs> no, no, no. He was right. He was there. He no, saw he was there. He yeah, saw yeah. it. He saw but it then, coming. He, then he charged me. I tried to punch him again and I punched him on top of the head and <laughs> immediately my hand just blew up, swollen. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then we got into a fight uh, for a what, couple what, minutes. Uh, what happened? Well, now that we're outside, here, yeah. here it well, comes. Well, well, like, it was like almost the thing where it was like memento. It was like, yeah. oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're, you you're that asshole. Yeah, that asshole yeah. from before. Boom, yeah. right in the According face. According to this post-it note. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. this tattoo on my thigh. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I literally uh, we got into a, a fight for a while and I was so drunk my friends were trying to jump in and I'm like yeah. now stop like I wanted to fight him uh, yeah, alone yeah, yeah. Like, I like, wanted to be a tough guy right. and then finally all my friends started jumping in and I was like t- trying to tell them to stop and I'm like and then uh, one of my friends ran over to the guy and goes listen get out of here because they're all going to just keep beating you up. Right, just get right. out of here. Were they and then large? He just ran they, away. Were they? No, but it was enough. It was he was by himself at yeah. that point. So, yeah. and I didn't want him to get his ass kicked with a sure. bunch of dudes. I just wanted to. I was drunk. I didn't yeah. know what the fuck I was. doing. You don't doing. strike yeah. me as the uh, the gang mentality no. type. No, no. no. I would, I'm How rather, old were you when that happened? I was probably 21. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was, was like, wild years. Yeah, those wild years. 21. I was get loaded and just start fighting people. Full, yeah, full of booze got, and aggression. <clears throat> yeah, I used to when I moved to Brooklyn, I got into a fight on New Year's Eve with this guy, with this off the boat like giant concrete Irish worker. Like oh, it was like crazy fuck. to the point because I saw. Like, yeah, I'll tell you really quickly. Probably this story. bought you a beer right after that, right? No. Oh no, he didn't. I, know. <laughs> I lucked out a little bit because I was the aggressor. Of that yeah. what happened was. 
I we're all so loaded. It was one of the drunkest times I've ever been. We're all so loaded. I see this guy, and he has my friend, <laughs> my friend Ken. He has him in like a chokehold. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. If he was choking him, or if he had him in like an arm, like a headlock, yeah, or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And I was like, "What the fuck?" So yeah. I saw it, and I'm like, "I'm gonna help my friend out." So I just went behind the guy and I punched him in the back of the head. Yeah. And the guy turned around and oh, he no. immediately just started closing down on my throat. Oh my I god! Couldn't I could not breathe? Yeah. And finally, they ripped him off. This guy was gigantic. Gigantic dude, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a big dude, like a bodybuilder, like a, like like a concrete worker that was off the boat Irish concrete, like yeah, literally yeah, off the yeah, boat yeah. Irish, like, like like a guy who came over here and like during like like uh in the like an immigrant it, it, times, right? Like, like, the, yeah, during like the those, famine, yeah, 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 exactly. Dur- during the famine, yeah. he, he like, boxed with like, no gloves. Yeah, like the guy was yeah. fighting for his family, like <laughs> right, that, right. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Was he so, wearing suspenders and three button <laughs> yeah, shirt? Like was one of the cap on? no shoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Typhoid for some reason. So. <laughs> so what happens is this guy turns around and then he starts choking me and he just closed it. it was so easy for him he just, of course. He just closed his fingers and was, I was dying oh you know? my god and uh, they ripped him off of me they kicked him out of which course. was crazy yeah. they kicked him out and they go and he's literally outside waiting for me just pacing like a line oh just my like, god like, it was the you... scariest thing I could have ran into yeah. and I was like what should I do I, I was like sobered up by that point and I yeah. go because him almost killing me well the adrenaline yeah exactly so they were like I'm like should I go out and apologize and they go no do not go out yeah, and apologize yeah. but they go don't worry he does this all the time we've been looking for a reason to kick him out don't worry like he gets he gets into fights all the time yeah yeah but then I found out later on don't mind that, him that's old box car yeah. that's old box car Tom. <laughs> that's old yeah. yeah that's old shimmy Seamus over there <laughs> uh that's then I found out later on that the reason that he was putting my he put my friend in a headlock is my friend Ken was drunk and just walked up to him and slapped him in the face. Jesus Christ. So this guy was just d- dealing with people left and right. Yeah, it was justified. Yeah, yeah. but if you're that big, you're res- you have a, a lot of with, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, if you're a big concrete worker, you don't you don't fight guys who look like me who are like No, unless you know, they slap you in the face or punch you in the, the head. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I exactly. mean, I I want I'm on your side. Yeah, tried and true, Sean, but Oh, no, I was know. wrong. I'm just trying yeah. to explain it away. But uh the, yeah, that's did you miss the ball dropping there and all this? Oh, probably. I don't even, <laughs> like what I don't time remember. did this happen? We there was so many. I think there was like two fights that night. It was such yeah. a drunk, drunk night. Yeah, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. amateur night. You know, so that's the kind of fights I had, dude. It was like it was yeah. never like a I'm going to defend my honor kind of fight. It was like <laughs> it was more of a like oh hey I'm loaded and I'm and I'm Irish and I'm I have rage I have pale See, rage you, inside of me. You you've always I don't mean to stereotype or generalize, but you've always sort of fit into that that New York Irishman personality sure. for me. You've always been that guy, but you're the jolly type. Right. You know, I'm you're very affable, jolly. you're friendly. Yeah. You defend your friends obviously. We're of hearing course. this right now. Yeah. Uh so I think that's how that was my initial impression of you. We met uh cuz we're just going to fast forward now. Mm-hmm. Uh we were trying to put I was trying to put my finger on it last night. We were talking about it last night. Well, you're in town headlining at Cap City. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I saw you at Cake Shop, which uh, was a venue on the on, on the Lower East Side. That was the first time. I think it wherever you did that show, it was either there or Karma. Oh, wait, was it my show? It was. It was. It was Pat. It was, oh, Pat and Blaine. It was show. Pat and Blaine. That's show. a Karma. That was a Karma. That was a Karma. Yeah. You were a part of a sketch where you played a character. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who your the whole bit was? I'm a guy who's 28 years old, but I could easily play 32 years old. <laughs> like, like that was the sketch. It was yeah. like you went on auditions as a 28 year old for parts for 32 year old. Yeah, guys. yeah that and was like, the whole. That thing. was the whole thing. 
I don't know how it played with the audience. I, I think I, it actually got laughs. I it, think it did. I remember yeah. watching that and I'm like, this is so absurd. I can't help fucking cracking up at this. Who the fuck comes up with something like That's that? That's Pat. Pat Stango came up with that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think you were doing stand-up yet. Were you, had you been doing stand-up? Or I think at that point, I started in 2006. So okay. I probably was doing stand-up at that point. I was probably either a couple years in or a year in or something like that. But maybe but, maybe we just weren't running in the same circles doing I different mics. I think so. I, I knew who you were. You know how I knew who you are? One of the first things I saw of you was the sketch you had online. You had a sketch online where you played that rap beat and then you had the words going. Oh. Like, remember that you had the, 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 you had the uh, placards with the words that on? That was the, the parody of the Bob Dylan video. Yes. You ever see the Bob Dylan video? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so I played like a. You played a, like a, like a, like a trip hop beat almost. Like, like a, a. Yeah. Like, like a, a hip hop table song, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I wrote out the words like onomatopoeia, like yeah, rip, 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 yes, rip, rip. yes, right. And every time that happened, I would drop a placard and like yeah. it'd be a new sound. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, very inventive yeah. stuff. I, Thank I you. liked it. Yeah, it was very inventive <laughs> stuff. Uh, but so you ended up becoming known as primarily like a host figure. I remember yeah. everybody was booking you to host their stuff, and that was sort of the the niche you were forging for yourself. And then I remember out of nowhere, I don't know what happened. Maybe you could fill in the blanks for me here. You just started writing really great material. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, I just remember, I'm like, okay, Sean is getting like like spots now. Yeah. I'm going to see what he does with that. And I think initially it was just like this sort of hybrid of your crowd work, which is excellent. Mm -hmm. And then I started noticing like bits coming in there and I'm like, oh shit, like Shawnee's now onto something here. I think you may have been tapping into that affable Irish guy thing. Oh, sure. And uh, it's kind of working out for you now. It's working out right now. I'm working now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, I kind of, here's the thing. It's kind of the bane of my existence, that whole hosting thing, because yeah. In New York, I think the hosting thing gets looked upon, like, down upon a little bit, even though I, I, I'm at like a crossroads with it in yeah. my head. I have always have been. I'm appreciative of it because it got me a lot more spots than, than it probably would have. Mm -hmm. I think it got me on a lot more shows that I wouldn't have been on if they were like, if I, they wouldn't have been like, hey, you can do a spot on this show. Yeah. So I understand that. And I also think it's the hardest thing to do. I think if you do Very it correctly yeah. and you're not just going up there and you're just doing crowd work or you're just... Uh, or you're, or you're super happy, or you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it, to go up and to make a cold room laugh yeah. is, I think there's a lot of people that can't do it. Sure. And I do believe that, but I also don't want to be thought of as just a host, which I'm not now yeah. for the most part, but there are people that think that. And it's, well, you know, I, I'll still host at the Comedy Cellar right. in New York. Yeah, and headline, headlining at one of the best clubs in, yeah, the, in the country. No, I know, this but I, but you, but you know, it's very hard to get over that bump in your head where right. you're like, where you don't think of yourself as the, the lowest point people thought of you at. So, I I take it as like I but here's the thing I'm appreciative of it but I also I think of it as like yeah but I can do more than that and I think over time I think the more material I had is the more stuff worked out and I was able to get lucky with a few things or whatever you want to call it or are able to get on a couple things it's worked out where I've, I've changed minds a little bit but mm -hmm. I'll even tell you this like I had a situation where it was a club in the city that the guy emailed me and he was very nice and he was like oh we, we you recommended to host here would you want to host here mm -hmm. and I'm at the point now where I hosted the comedy cellar in New York and and not to chew my own horn but I'm like I'm working there I don't I don't want to host anywhere else I yeah. think I've earned my right I've been doing it 10 years sure. I think I've earned the right to, to be able to turn down hosting gigs well yeah uh, and because it is hard work and it is getting along and you can't you have to be very kind of unselfish when you host you sure. can't it's more about the show than about yourself when well, you they, host yeah they're not there for you they're not there for you right that's they're a, not there for that's you it's a tough pill to swallow it's a tough pill to swallow when you're a guy that wants to be a stand up because exactly. you want it to be about you you, you want, want you want that stage to be your space right but when you're hosting you're sacrificing that space for others to come and enjoy 
Yes, exactly. Meaning you're making it about book. the show and you want it to go well. You're not, that's why you kind of have to sacrifice maybe trying a new joke because mm-hmm. you want things to go, make sure they go well and make sure you set it up nice for the first person that goes up. That's the way it should be. Yeah. And I think when it gets to the point where after a certain amount of credits and a certain amount of do, headlining places like Cap City and, and doing stuff, I'm like, I kind of earned the right not to do that as much as yeah. I have to, you know? So I had a guy email me about hosting at a club and I said, uh, you know what? I gotta be uh, first time that I've realized the power of no because I, I go. I was just gonna ask that. Yeah, I go. Yeah. I literally wrote back, and normally with work, I'd be like, "Oh, it's work." Yeah, mm-hmm. who am I to turn down anything? Sure. And I literally wrote and I said, uh, "I go listen. The only reason I want to do this is because I want to do spots at your club. I wouldn't want this to last too long. And I don't have the best attitude towards it, so I don't think it's the best fit." Is that what you said? To him? That's what I wrote to him. And how did he respond? And I go, to that? "No offense to the club, uh, no, yeah. d- no disrespect." And he wrote back, "No offense taken. I yeah. I totally understand. If there's something for you down the road, we'll let you know." And yeah. I was like, "Cool." But it's the first time that I've done something like that or actually first time I've done something like that in general but first time I've done anything like that's happened and I've got basically turned down yeah. and I felt good about it yeah like you know I was like afterwards I wasn't like shit I just missed out on however much work in the city but I was like you know what no I, I, I'm, I'm fine with it I'm no, okay with it because you know what you gained you may have taken a small financial hit in the moment but what you did was you you placed value on yourself yes and that I think is and that's part of it. better yeah that's, that's part infinitely of it. better than most yeah you know when you get to that crossroads you got to choose the right path. Yes. And when you choose the right one, I think down the road, you know, down that road that you choose, it comes back to you. If you look at these people that are, you look at these shoomers and you look at these people that are uber famous and you meet them, you you can tell that there's a, there's a, there's a celebrity, famous person, driven type of personality mm-hmm. that they have yep. that you're like, oh, you didn't take any shit from anybody. You picked, you said yes and no at the right exact places. Right. And you were very confident about where you wanted to go exactly. with things. You know what you wanted and you got there. Yeah. And, I don't think I have that to a T, but I, but it, but it, the more you can have it, the better it's going to do for you. Well, you don't want to start yeah. turn down everything. Obviously, you know, no. be like, hey, you want to do a spot at this bar show? I'm done with bar shows. No, right. no, I would do mics. I'll do bar shows. But I think when the hosting thing for me, especially because it was such a, 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 a it's stuck in my craw so much, mm-hmm. and it, it got to me. I think I, nobody ever meant anything by it, but it, uh, like. Like the whole like you're a great host thing. After a while, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. I, that's what happened to me. When in my head, I'm like, okay, but I do other things. It's like everybody means well. Everybody means well. But in your mind, it's in like my mind, look, you're, I'm not you're fucking with me. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, you know that. Let 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 let's jump to one of your triumphs, Mr. Donnelly, because <laughs> you were you were on Late Show when Letterman was the host. I was. Did you meet him? I did. The only what time is- you meet him is when he comes out to say thank you. Oh, really? You didn't yeah. see him in the halls or nothing? No. You weren't you like, hey, Mr. L, how did how do you do? <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, hey, Mr. Yeah. L, hey, like, like he works at a five and nine. Hey, like, Mr. L, hey, or I'm Fonzie all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like a history teacher. Hey, huh? Mr. Hey, L, hey, Mr. L, keeping it cool. All like, right, like, punch a jukebox. Yeah, punch a jukebox. Well, yeah. so uh, what? So what, what? What? First of all, let's talk about the day you heard that you were going to do it, and then let's talk about the day that you actually did it. How did you receive the news? What was the process? The way I received the news like was... What was the, what was the audition process? Did the, somebody recommend you? I got recommended. Uh, I, I'll, I'll say who it was. It was Adam Conover and Emily Heller, who I thank to this day. Mm-hmm. They both recommended me for a showcase on their show at UCB when they both lived in New York. Right. And I went into it. I was so thankful, but I went into it like wanting to do well, but I was also like... I think I'm very very insecure person, so yeah. uh, which most comics are. Yeah. Uh, and I went into it like they're not going to put me on Letterman. The type of comic I am, they're not going to put me on Letterman. Did, they're not going to want me on the show. Did you know that it was a showcase for Letterman? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. But I went into it not that I was going to throw it by any means, but yeah. I went into it kind of comfortable because I was like, I don't think I'm going to get this. I'm going to try. Yeah. But I think I went up and uh, and I'll talk about this too. Like, 
auditioning is such a tricky, it's not a tricky thing, but I went into the Letterman thing thinking it's just another set and that's what, but I already kind of had that attitude already with auditions because I'll tell you why in a second, but mm-hmm. I think I did crowd work on my audition. Yeah. I think I, I, I goofed off or I riffed in the beginning mm-hmm. and then I also, I think I cursed like twice sure. during the audition and I was like, they're not going to get to me anyway. I'm like, I just want to do well on this show yeah. and then t- about a week or two later, I was in Atlanta and I get a call from them being like, hey, uh, we love these jokes. Would you be able to come and do a showcase at Caroline's for the producers to go do the show? Wow. Which is pretty great. Yeah. But, so, but the auditioning thing was, what happens a lot is everybody thinks they have their 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 opinion about auditioning. And yeah. what I used to get all the time was, uh, okay, what you do, you don't do any, you don't riff, you don't do any crowd work, right. you go up, you do the set that they're there to see because they're going to get mad otherwise. Uh-huh. You do the, your tightest jokes, you do great segues, you do this, blah, 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 and then, and then you just get off the stage. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. People, that's not what people it is. People get in their own heads that's about that. That's not what it is. No, of course What not. it is is you go up and you're yourself as much as possible and mm-hmm. you act like how you act on a real show. That's right. Because I... My learning experience was I did a comics to watch audition and I ate my fucking dick. I went up and I was like, I because I had so many people in my head about how to audition that I was like, I'm like, I can't relax. I can't be myself because I need that that ten seconds to decompress when I get up there. So I didn't do that. I just went up and I'm like, so I live in Brooklyn and it's kind of a ghetto neighborhood. I like that. And I went and I was like, all right, all right, and I was it was so rushed, it was so terrible, and I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And I was like, you know what? I made a vow to myself where I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And then sure enough, I auditioned for something else. I don't know, a year later, whatever it was, or six months later, and I was like, I and Mike Lawrence was hosting the auditions, and I go and I'm friends with Mike, so I goofed on Mike Lawrence, and yep. then I goofed on somebody in the front row, and then I riffed on something else, and then I started my set, and I got whatever that thing was. Right. It was the Adam Devine show, whatever it was, yeah. which I got before I did the Letterman thing. But that made me realize, like they don't, they're not looking for somebody to do a complete. TV set right then and there. Sure, they're gonna they can see through the jokes. You don't want to do all crowd work on audition. That's right. a bad idea. You're not on TV yet. You're not on TV yet. You're at a showcase. You're at a show, and they it's know It's a room. That. It's yeah. a crowd treated as such. Treated as such. And, and if you don't get it, you don't get it. It's like it's not the end of the world. Right. And yeah. for lack of a better analogy, it is somewhat like a job interview. Yes. They're, they're gonna want you because you're you. Yeah. You know, there's tons of funny comedians out there, mm-hmm. and and tons of funny jokes out there. Yeah. But it depends on if you hit the stage and they're just like, I like this guy. Yeah. That, that's and that's the that's the first time it happened to me, and the second time was. I did, uh, there was um, auditions at the Creek and the Cave for the Mon- Montreal. It was mm-hmm. the first auditions. Yeah. Like the second year I was doing it or something like that. No easy place to audition, by the no, way. No, it's not it's a good tough. place. It's all I, comics I, It's then. not a good place. It's not a good place. To, the, <laughs> Listen, it's a great place because the woman who runs it is, she allowed a lot of weird shows to go there. But sure. the theater itself, it's not, if you don't, if it's not packed and it's packed with people that want to see a show yeah. and it's just five comics in there seeing you, it's not a good place. It's mm-hmm. not a good place for that. Yeah. And I, when I went there that, that night, it was pretty packed, but they were a super tight audience. Yeah. The host didn't get much. The guy before me didn't get much. And I went up and I literally went, you guys fucking suck. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that did it. That, not that I, <laughs> not that I killed after that. I didn't kill. <laughs> right, but right. I was able to get stuff. And I think that's what helped me get a callback, which helped me get the thing. Well, you broke through. You connected. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to do and, that. And, and just to just to just to set the record slightly a little straight about the creek in the cave, it's a great place to develop. Great place it, to it develop. might not be the best place to maintain, you know. And I, I think the owner's it's, aware of that. It's too. a great place to perform, uh, especially when you're starting out, and you but you can't just perform there, right? Because then you'll just be a guy who just performs at the well, creek. Man, that goes for any venue. It goes for any venue. Yeah, but especially there because it's. Onto it's a lot of open mics. Well, I shouldn't say that for that venue. I should say for open mics in general. If mm-hmm. you're only performing for the same fifteen people and you're doing shit that only the same fifteen people are going to laugh at, then you're you kind of you're written your own ticket. Right. You're not you're not yeah. Uh, progressing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I, but I'll, I'll 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 add on. It's not it. 
it's a good play. It did a lot for comedy in the fact that she it opened it up to she put a lot of experimental shows in there. She's very open with the with the space. She's always been, I've always had a great relationship with the woman who runs it. It's nothing like it's not that I'm saying it's terrible, terrible, terrible. I'm just saying that it can be a very hard place to perform at unless it's it's uh, everything's on your side. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a very, it's not a good it's not a good um, uh, gauge. Yeah. As you should say. So you, um, I'm actually really curious about which other comedians were auditioning with you, but I understand if you can't mention them. Uh, no, I don't. I'm not going to say that. Right, right, right. Uh, we could do that off mic. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you, you, you're in Atlanta. You get the news. You come back. You audition at Caroline's for the producers, and that goes well. That goes real well. Full room, <laughs> pretty full room. I think. I think at least. Yeah. M- uh, let's say I wouldn't say two thirds full, but I'll say almost two thirds full. Was uh, what's his face? The still back was uh, still the what's oh God? What the fuck's Lewis? his name? Not Lewis. The guy who runs it. The guy who used to book Letterman. What was his oh, name? Eddie Brill. Eddie Brill. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He the wasn't guy. there. Oh, he wasn't That's the guy anymore. That's why it was a it was a girl, two girls, two guys and a girl that were doing. I forget their, I forget their names. Okay. Um, um, Ryan is the guy who ended up booking me for it. He was the one that was working with me. So, so after your set, did they come up to you and say, "Hey, kid, guess what? Your dreams are coming true." No, what it was <laughs> was they had to you wait. know showbiz kid. Yeah, they they had to wait. I think I found out. By email or phone, they're like, well, the producers are into it, so now we just work on the set. Okay. And then- uh, Were the, you just like, oh my God. I was, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, okay, all right. Yeah. I think I still had in the back of my head, like, it's not going to happen. Right. And then I was still like, oh, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Right, because anything can happen. Anything can happen. You Tom cannot Cruise could have bumped you or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So- uh, Great attitude to have, by the way. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's good to have be realistic. We also yeah. want to be optimistic at the same time. Right, right. So I think <laughs> I've, I've, I lean on the side of <laughs> negative. comedy, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Beat the optimism. <laughs> Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was um, the the there wasn't the moment of like you got it, kid. Here's right. your date. Here's your ticket. It wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah. It was more of a thing where we're working on the set, and then it got to the point where one of the tapes I sent, they're like, okay, let us get you a date, and yeah. then you got the date, and then it was like, holy shit, there's a date. And and you weren't telling anybody. You were keeping this all to yourself. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. I was for the most part, except for your wife. Um. Except for my wife, yeah. yeah. I think I kept it myself. I think, I'm not sure if they tell you to. I forget if they were like, oh, keep it to yourself. I don't think yeah. they told you to, but I just didn't know if it was definitely going to happen or not. I right. think I, t- I told some family and stuff. Okay. And maybe a couple of close friends, but I definitely didn't. I wasn't. And they didn't blab? It. Jesus Christ. My family would be calling up the news station. Oh, no, no. They didn't my blab. My son's going to be on Lennon. No. I think, as I said, I definitely told them, don't say a word to anybody. Okay, all right. Because I think what happens is, like you said, like anything can happen. Right, you, right. Can, you can get bumped. You can, they can say, oh, you know what? We. We're not going to do stand-ups for we a We change our mind. We change our mind. We it's met this guy, Dan Soder. Much funnier. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a very true statement. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, so that's what it became so I think I didn't believe it up until but then when I got the date I believed it more and then it was like then they gave me a date like three weeks out or four weeks out so it was a long time to work on the set Yeah. Uh, but you kind of go in these waves of nervousness so when I really think of it as reality I would get very nervous Right, right. and right. then you would go into like oh we'll see what happens and then you would go back into nervous and then you like, would like I imagine you didn't sleep that much either uh, I think the week of I didn't sleep that much okay. the night before I was definitely up nah, right, up yeah. pacing and stuff like that but yeah you de- like I said it came back and forth you yeah. know it came in waves but it was like unbelievable because it was the first late night set and it was like unbelievable to do that show because it's the closest thing to doing the Carson show. Oh, yeah. Uh, for somebody like me. Uh, I think our generation uh, to do stand-up on Letterman or Conan. Now Letterman's gone. Colbert's yeah. barely booking comics. I think now it's like to do Conan 
that's like the equivalent of doing Carson back in the 70s. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, well, actually, uh, Colbert's, they're booking more and more. Oh, comics. is he? Okay. Yeah, she, right. the girl who books it uh, is, is a friend of mine. She's, um, yeah, they've been doing more and more. I think they got her specifically because they want to have, they want to have like internet content maybe, I like, think to help with video, sure. internet videos and stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, but yeah, but Conan, I, when I did Conan, I love doing Conan. I yeah. love doing Letterman as well. Did you but, meet Conan? I did, yeah. yeah. And he's I hear very, he loves comics. He does. Yeah. yeah, I think he does. Yeah, he was very nice. Yeah, yeah. Very, very nice. But the guy who uh, the guy who books it, I'm like friendly with him now. This guy, JP, is couldn't be a, a better guy. Sure. Could not be a better. And sometimes, you know, you run into these industry types and sometimes they can be, not that they're not nice, but they're a little bit like weird, a little weird maybe. Sure. Which I get because everybody's wants something from you and, and yeah. you either you have an ego because everybody wants something from you or you're weirded out. You have to keep your space because everybody wants something from you. Boundaries. The boundaries. You yeah. make boundaries. Like, yeah, this guy it couldn't be a more of a, of a, of a, a, a down to earth regular like nice dude that, it's, like, the, it's the same thing as like your boss or your manager at the office they're yeah. not your friends yeah they know what they have and they have to put walls between but that yeah. doesn't mean communication is cut professional yeah. exactly and the more down to earth ones are obviously you know uh, much more appreciated right so exactly. uh, you did Conan too who like what are these guys like uh, well I Letterman mean, it, the funniest part about Letterman was I went into that uh, what you call it I'll make sure my phone's not going off yeah um I went into Letterman thinking that if if I met him, he was going to be very like, I'm done with this. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, like meaning like career, like, you know, he's been doing it for so long. Sure. I figured, and he met so many comics over the years, probably a thousand comics, who knows, or, you know, at least 500. So it's like, I figured like, okay, thanks for doing the show. Good to see you. Right. Because, you know, he's like sarcastic anyway in his comedy. Yeah. So I figured that he couldn't have been more genuine and more thankful. And yeah. like, you know, I think... I pride myself on being from where I'm from. You can kind of smell the the bullshit on people a little Always. bit. And it was not a bullshit line. Yeah. Completely. Thank you for doing this. That was great. I mm-hmm. really appreciate it. Yeah, like, you know, and it was like, former stand-up. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I think that, that adds into it. Yeah. So that's what he was like. He was like um, very, very appreciative. Yeah. Very cool. What did, uh, uh, what did he smell like? Did he smell like anything? Oh, God. I was At that point, uh, Ryan, I was like, I, I think I was just... I think I was so. I just yeah, finished yeah, yeah. the set, so <laughs> I think I had no sense of smell. You know, right. like, I don't think I was. I'm, just, I'm trying to humanize the guy. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just uh, very curious. So like shit. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's not like uh, patchouli. <laughs> imagine, patchouli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he. Imagine if Letterman smelled like patchouli. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that's a very. That's <laughs> not what I expected. He smelled like weed. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is weird. Good. Yeah, um, running a hacky sack game. Yeah. Time. Right. Exactly. I don't know what he smelled like. He, I don't think he smelled like anything. I was. I was making thinking maybe like an old man cologne or something, but I don't even think that he smelled like that. Yeah. Brute. Or Old Spice, <laughs> old some spice? sort of Old Spice. Sure, Aqua yeah. Velva. Yeah, well, let's just say that, yeah. just for the more, make it more fun. Excellent. Um, but <laughs> no, I think I just was so in my own head when I was like, I was, but I remember thinking when I was talking to him, like, oh, wow, this is pretty genuine, and, yeah. and I do believe that he means what he's telling me right now. Sure. Uh, and he was he was really cool, but that's all you saw him. He didn't come back after, he didn't come back before. Conan, I think, sometimes usually comes back back to see you before but yeah. the night I did it he was really busy with something they were taping something extra for the end of the show oh, okay. so but when I did it, at the end he was very nice but also same thing happened where like I met him and Andy Richter and Andy was t- I have a joke about my, my bulldog and I did it on the show and then Andy's telling me about like walking his dog and I, and I just all I heard in my ears was like I just, I'm so <laughs> amped up and done with, I was so right. like deep compressing from it that I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. But they were both super, super nice guys, like yeah. just regular guys. Also, Conan is gigantic. He's he's the seven feet tall. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I yeah. heard Andy's a real ball breaker too. Like once he gets to know you, he starts busting your balls. A oh, I'm bit. sure he would. Yeah. yeah, if I knew him better, that was the first time I met him. So yeah. he was kind of just was whatever. Very and I think he just thought I was a weirdo because I was like barely responding to his dog story. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he was just like, what the fuck's this guy's problem? Yeah, sorry, the tinnitus is kicking yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
There it is. But, nice to uh, meet you, Mr. Richter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, they're nice guys. I think I think when you get to that point, I think you, you know, you kind of, you have, there's a contentness there. Yeah. Because you've, you've made it. You're, you know. Right, right. Well, you don't have to worry I, there's about this, money anymore. You're not. You don't have to worry about fame anymore. Yeah, I've talked about this with uh, with Norman, our good buddy Mark Norman. Oh yeah. And uh, it's this sort of now what sort of thing. It's like you accomplish that, and then it's like okay, well, now what? well, yeah. Like I've yeah. been fished out of these waters of open mics and yes. bar shows, yeah. and and things are going to happen. Yeah. But what do I do with these things now? It's yes. like where That's do I go? True. And then you really gotta, you know, you're faced with just new challenges. You know, yeah. and that's what you realize. And what you realize, industry wise, when it comes to entertainment. And not to be cynical, but stand up. A lot of these people's minds is the last. Is the last thing. Stand up on our minds is the number one thing, mm-hmm. and on their minds, it's it's just to get a base of who you are that they can send yeah. you out for auditions. Well, it's stuff. no it's no secret that stand up doesn't get ratings or make money anymore. Right. You know, right. The, no, we're no. we're long gone from the days of the boom, and you know you have to have something more than that, and mm-hmm. uh, that's evident with what people do on the internet, mm-hmm. with what people do, what we're you know with podcasts yeah. and, and and things like yet. It's almost like entry level. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Any plans to go to LA? You think, you think you're going to make it out there? there? Yeah. No, uh, not right now. Uh, I think you're well, a New we, York we, boy. I'm a New York guy, and we have. You know what it is? But there is, like you said, with the Norman thing. There is a now what thing. There is. I, I used to think of it this way. I, I, when I before I had did any shows or I or I um when I was doing comedy, I thought of the natural progression of things was there was a ceiling in New York that you got to, which mm-hmm. was the half hour for me. Yeah. The half hour, the Comedy Central half hour was a thing of like, okay, there's nothing else you can do in New York. You might as well go to LA and you try for something. Right. That's not the case. No. Because I know people who have done that and, and they first get out there and they're like kind of scrambling and kind of swallowed up a little bit into the, uh, um, you know, the oblivion a little bit and they're, uh, you know, they're not, they're not any kind of they don't have they're not part of the scene out there yet yeah. and they're kind of in this weird like purgatory of like freshmen all over I have again. credits but I'm also nobody knows who I am yeah. at the same time everybody's That's, got credits out there exactly yeah. so it's like the people move out there for that reason so unless I had a job I wouldn't move out there and even with a job I think I would go out there my sister lives out there mm-hmm. I would move in with her for the job and then and then figure it out from there right to move my wife and my dog like it's like a big that, move it's a big move yeah. I know it's not a, not kids but it's like it's definitely New and and part of my income comes from spots in New York. If sure. that dried up, maybe I consider it. If I yeah. if I couldn't take New York anymore, maybe I consider it. If I had a line on the job, I yeah. consider it. I can't picture you in L.A. No offense, it's just I see you walking around like palm trees. What's hey. with these palm trees? <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> I just I don't see you in L.A. It's so sunny. It's so sunny every day. I'm gonna put my shades on. <clears throat> I do like L.A. <clears throat> I do like it. <clears throat> yeah, I think I would really enjoy it. Uh, weather-wise, and just different, different uh, frame of mind, and different lifestyle, yeah. and different um, quality of living-wise, I think it's a better. Even though it's not as good a quality of living as other places, it's still a better quality of living than New York. New York, yeah. I'm at the point my I'm at the age I'm 38 now, man. I'm at the I'm at the age now where I'm like I'm I don't care where I don't have to live in a cool place. Yeah, I don't have to live in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. I I'll, I would move to the suburbs. The only reason we live in Queens now is because so I can get to spots easier. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that makes. I sense. I would live in Long. I would go move back to Long Island. I would do that. Yeah, I think maybe I get some bored comics with it. do. Some they comics go do. to Jersey or they go to Long Island. Yeah. and they buy a house and, and then they do their get, thing. Another thing you get swallowed up with. You kind of don't get thought of as much. Like I think being in, in Queens will help me. It's kind of like being in the suburbs, but not really. And it, yeah, and it helps you get. Uh, well, they'll still think of you for shows. You're still tapped in. Yeah, exactly. So how is is New York okay? Is everything okay now? The way they reported on the news out here, it's like, ah, the liberals are throwing trash cans through windows. Everything's fucking crazy. Oh, is that what they say? <laughs> I mean, not, no. not so much, but... Well, I was away for those... Yeah. Those protests were insane. They weren't just... They, they had protests here, too. Yeah, they had protests everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just so far away from New York now it's, that it's like, it's what's fine. going on over there? Yeah. It's fine. It's the biggest thing now, I was saying this on uh, somebody the other day, 
the tra- that now they're worried about the Trump traffic caused by the Cause he's which not, yeah because he's gonna live I guess either mostly or part time in that Trump Tower yeah now everybody's like oh it's gonna cost the city every day it gets that it's gonna cost the city more yeah the first thing I heard was it's gonna cost the city a million dollars a day <laughs> and then I heard seven million dollars a day to have this guy yeah they yeah. have a, they have a car for his wig now week. they have right. a car for his hair yeah uh, so no no reputable source on any of this it's just no I no, hear no, it's gonna no, cost I think, 10 I think there's a, a legitimate thing but yeah. I I one time I said I go why isn't that shouldn't that be federal anyway why it's would we have money. to it's yeah. federal money yeah. but I don't think it is not at first it's not at first well the the police detail would be local the police detail but would these, be local but the, yeah. I would imagine it'd be all secret service I don't I, well, uh, mostly secret service but what's going to happen is the city will be paying for what it takes to secure the building so if you right. live in that building you're fucked well, you're going to yeah. have to get frisked on your way home from work it's going to yeah. be insane yeah. so I, I think there's people that are leaving that building and I heard in one of the buildings that he owns uh, there's so much hate going on outside. By the, the way, every every black person that listens to this just went, "Oh, really?" Yeah. Like, just like, "Oh, poor you." <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but in one of the buildings he owns, they made them take down the name Trump off the building. Oh, really? Yeah, because the the, the well, yeah, the residents like, got together and said uh, there's too much. There was like hate mail, and people were protesting and throwing shit at people outside the building. That that's, like a, that's a soft target now too. It's just like what you know exactly where the guy is. Oh, who's times. running things? Yeah, oh, yeah, you know how to attack him. No, exactly. They're gonna have to like fortify that building like a like a fortress. Yeah, yeah. It's well, have and to the be city's like, gonna feel the impact, and uh, it definitely will. I, you know, it's it's a cluster. It's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. It's, it's a mess. It's surreal. It feels surreal, doesn't it? At it, first, it, it was heartbreaking, but now it's. Like, At the, first, it was very sad. Here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, and and I, I went on the treadmill at the at the hotel the other day. I mean today, and I'm watching the news. If you want to get your heart rate up for exercise, watch fucking <laughs> CNN. Yeah, and watch them do news stories and watch these pundits that are on the side of Trump trying to. Like, nobody answers questions that they're asked on these news stations. No, of course they're not. asked a direct question. And they go, "Well, I think it's great what he's doing with the other thing that you didn't right. ask me about." Here's my opinion. Here's my opinion about, about whatever your question the opposite was. Opposite thing you just asked me, and right. that's and it's like so frustrating because they're asking him a point blank. Like, what the fuck? I'm cornering you on this question. Right. And they go, well, what about this that he did? And it's like, that's yeah. not what they asked you. And then all of a sudden, it's, oh, well, the media, you can't trust them. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. no, it's, you know. And it's like, no, they're reporting on, they're reporting on exactly what's happening. They're reporting. I do, I did have, I don't want to go far down the rabbit hole. I know, I'm sure you probably talked about that a million times in your yeah. podcast with this whole election thing. At least. I will say the media did fuck up. They made it way too serious of a thing. They made yeah. his candidacy way too serious, that it wasn't a novelty. Yeah. They could have done that they, by calling a Mr. Trump and, and making it serious. Right. They did fuck up in that in that regard. It, it, you know, it, it, look, there's so many moving parts to what happened and yeah. I think the media was slightly part of it but I also think that he found a way to tap into... Yeah. The, the 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 way the way the culture is dictated now, the way people get information now, the way people are just so confident in their stupidity. Yes, it's that's what's that, that yeah. that's what was well, that's going like, on there. Well, that's what's going on now. With the, there's no more facts. And I don't mean to call Trump supporters stupid, but I mean, how do you not, not see st- this? How do you how do you not see this guy for what he is? Stupid's the word, but it, maybe it's uh, what's it, not oblique. What's the not oblique? What's the, obtuse? Uh, obtuse is the word. Yeah, let's go with obtuse. Wouldn't obtuse work for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not stupid, but you're obtuse, which is kind Bullheaded. of the same thing. Yeah, bullheaded. You Stubborn. can't you can't see the fucking the yeah. forest for the trees. You know, yeah. like you can't you have no like you, you have you're you're blocked by this. Right. But what happens is there are there's little backlashes that are going on. Mm-hmm. Like because you know you know the other guy the running mate wants to get rid Mike Pence wants to get rid of Medicare. They're sure. Ma- yeah, they are no, or Medicaid. They're getting rid Medicaid. of one of them. Yeah. Uh, and they're making it a voucher program, which which pretty much gets rid of it and it yeah. makes it very hard to get. And, yeah. and now you have all these there's articles about it. These Trump supporters being like, please don't get rid of it. 
it. Yeah. It's like you're a fucking moron. You well, voted for him. I, you know what? You know, I, I, you know, not to revisit this this cynical angle, but in a weird way, you fucking deserve this. You deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah. You know, if you voted for him, yeah. this is what you fucking get. Watch what he does. Yeah. Watch what he does. Watch what he see does. see if he sticks. He's already backtracking on everything, all the promises that you wanted, some yeah. of the promises that you wanted. The Hillary thing, the he goes, I'm not going to pursue legal action against Hillary. Right. He ba- well, yeah. you can't, and it always was that you can, and yeah. multiple people said you couldn't, but you just kept saying you could, and these people fucking believed you. Right, and the whole wall thing ain't going to happen. None of that shit's going to no, happen. It you can't. know, you know it, what's going to happen? It can't. It'll never pass through anything. Gas is going to get expensive, and we may start another war. That's what's going to happen. That's and then happen. the one funny thing I thought was the night. I, like the week after he was president, he went out to dinner and like he was supposed to have like the trail of reporters with him, like the the the, the crew of reporters, and he like blocked them from. And that I thought yeah. was actually kind of funny. So well, I'm like, well, he's kind of playing you for chumps a little bit. Yeah. I kind of that was funny. Well, everybody's but, saying that uh, a Trump presidency will be good for comedy, and I kind of agree because he's a fucking hilarious. It, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's well, funny. Well, he's it's, a celebrity. It's bad for comedy in a way because there's nothing funny about something that's already fucking hilarious. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like you can't make you can't make how ridiculous he is already fun. I'm not funny. The guy's a clown. The guy's a fucking clown. He's funny. That's the thing that happened. When that whole grab the pussy thing happened, I was like, you know what? I, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But 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 cornered up with everything else, you stacked out on every other goofy fucking thing this guy did. <laughs> yeah. And how much of a fucking bozo he is. Right. Yeah, you he, he, he like this is what did it? Like, yeah. He shouldn't have been president ten months ago. Right, you know? right, right, right. And whatever. It's it there's it's a fruitless effort to try to go in circles, but well I'm glad we touched on it. Uh I think uh I'm, I'm really happy to see you, Sean. I'm good to see you. It's good I, to see I, you, buddy. I, I showed up to the club last night. You look you fuck you're you're radiating. Oh, thank you, you, you my seem friend. Very happy. You seem like you're doing well. I am, I'm doing good. And we embraced and it was great. And yes. uh and uh, I'm so glad that you came onto the show. We did embrace. It was a very, uh, it was, it was a loving embrace. It, it was, was a very loving embrace. Yeah. I think I got a little bit of an erection. You, I'm sure uh, you did. I very, felt it. Very attractive man. Yeah. Uh, and let's uh, let's go get some burgers with uh, with ketchup on them. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, <laughs> Sean D. Everybody, uh, Sean Donnelly. You know, we don't always uh, mention the last names on the show. I'll explain that afterwards. But uh, okay. Sean Donnelly is a hilarious comedian. Look him up online. Try to go see him if you can. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the show. Don't forget to rate it and drop us a line at. Ryan has a podcast at gmail.com and we will see you next week. See ya. Ryan knows everything about millennials. Ah, ah, ah. International. Punch it again.